Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, it's Coach Ariel Anderson, and today we're talking about selfish versus selfless <laughs> and beyond uh, motherhood. What is the expectation and uh, the conversation in society, at home, and the reality on your body? Uh, but before we jump into that, I want to say thank you for being here wherever you are in the world. Um, your story is important and it's part of this journey and we're all in this together and uh, I'm just here to share my story, our stories, uh, other stories to um, help you on your path as a mother, as a parent, growing things in this world uh, to help you to get to joy and health. That's the ultimate thing, like what you're creating, what you're meant to be doing in a joyful way that brings health to your body. Because ultimately when you're doing what you're meant to, uh, everything else aligns. When you're happy, you're fulfilled. When you find the way through the madness of, you know, getting to be a parent, creating another family or a family for the first time, or managing the family that you have, there's a lot inside of here. Now that sounds like a lot, but really ultimately we're talking about you being you, doing what you're meant to, to feel good and healthy in this world. That's it. <laughs> you know, and today I'm feeling a little retro because I'm sitting in my car. My daughter has been sick again, and I realize, uh, you know, this reminds me of, you know, during those days when we were all smushed into the house in lockdown and whatnot, and uh, and the car was our office. My husband and I would take turns, you know, who's going to get to be in the office now, and it's actually a pretty good studio space overall, so... Uh, I thought since I went to mail something, I would enjoy this moment of privacy and focus and jump in here with you. And, you know, I, I'm thinking a lot about this lately because uh, there's a whole other podcast that's coming up around, you know, we talked a little bit about transitions not too long ago, but there's a big transition on the horizon and for me. And so I've been looking at, you know, why as I'm moving towards working more, what's going on inside of me? There are some big things moving. And I'm wondering, gosh, I, I want to put something up on social media, maybe on Instagram and, and ask you, you know, what has been your experience? If you've already done that transition, you know, your kids are still in school or they're well out of the house and you remember that moment of when you're transitioning into working more. Uh, it's, it's painful. I w have been working, but it's different. There's a different shift when you realize that you're going to be genuinely not available in the same way. Uh, I mostly think about it because, you know, it's first grade and there've been, there's been a lot of illness in the last couple of years. And somebody said, actually, that's normal. It's not because of anything else happening in the world, but really I remember first grade being, you know, just sick, 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 sick. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just a lot. Nobody warns you. Nobody told me about that. No one said, by the way, guess what? It's not abnormal. Even though you were super healthy before, this is part of it, you know, this Petri dish of reality in the school. Okay, I can work with that. 
But here we are, and I'm talking about selfish versus selfish because selfless because uh, there's this whole thing in society, I feel like, or in the stories around us that that's just part of motherhood or being a parent. If you're the at-home parent, if you're an at-home person that doesn't call themselves mom or dad, or um, then you're included in this. I don't always say it, but you're absolutely included. I, I guess I'm thinking about this because of this um, sort of my confidence isn't what it was when I met my husband. There was this whole piece on, uh, you know, I thought like, I'm never going to be that person who allows that to happen. Right. Uh, but I, I punched something into Google and strangely enough, something popped up uh, called rewilding motherhood. Now, I don't know if I agree with everything that's in there. I am not, I don't call myself a Christian, but there were some pieces in there that really struck me and kind of woke something up because I've been thinking about like, what has happened? What has happened to me that I said wasn't going to happen to me? And I think part of it is this, you know, logically, I very much, and I wonder if you feel the same way. I know logically it's ridiculous that, you know, we're supposed to suffer as moms. That's just part of it. Just deal with it. You lose your life for this many years, blah, blah, blah. Well, that might be true to a point in some early years, but there is a, a moment in which that needs to shift for you. And you're allowed to be a fully, con- you know, a fully content mother, but it's like, you're not allowed to somehow. Uh, I mean, and I don't mean that someone's decided it. It just can feel that way, that there's so much on your shoulders. Uh, and even if, and even when you're working, I hear moms who say like, yeah, I'm working, but there's the go-to person might be still mom. Maybe if you're the at-home person, then it might be dad. And whoever isn't that person feels kind of crappy, right? Uh, but there's that, if you're that go-to person, it's challenging because you, you do kind of lose yourself in it, even if that's not the intention. I never intended to be a full on mom in that way. Um, I always critiqued people who would let themselves get lost. I'm like, how do they do that? But I also realized maybe the extrovert and the introvert feel it differently. I don't know. Is that different? Is that rude to say that? But I feel overwhelmed when there's too many people talking to me at a networking event or in the grocery store or in any place where there's like chatter happening. Uh, and I wonder if it's, if it's different for you, if you're an extrovert, but either way, there is this piece that somehow you end up very often making yourself small. What is that? Where did that come in? You know, what point in your, was it from your childhood? Is it just from your, you're always wanting to lift your child up. So somehow it's not that you make yourself smaller because that's not really what your intention would be, right? You want to guide by example in theory, yet in a way you make yourself smaller because, uh, if there is one person who is the main breadwinner, whoever that is, then you do, what is the word? My brain isn't in full connection yet. <laughs> There's that word that you, you kind of give them the, the Trump hand, you know, it's like, well, oh, that has a different meaning now. I feel like I've said this before <laughs> that you give them the upper hand because they need to get sleep because they are having meetings in the morning or they 
get to, you know, not make the meals because they're busy or they, whatever it is that you might want to let go of, often a lot of that cannot be done because they're the busy one or they're whatever. But at one point it becomes, the word isn't word, the crutch is the word that I'm thinking of. I'm babbling around this morning. Uh, but, but they use it and they don't even mean to children do the same thing. Like if you have to be careful about putting them in a box around a special need, depending on the level of special need, but sometimes there's a certain point at which something shifts and then they know to use it to not have to deal with certain things, not have to deal with conflict, get served in different ways. Now that's not all kids and that's not all situations, but I've seen it where a child is not, when I say special needs, I don't mean just, you know, downs or something like that. I mean, really that, uh, they've, they've got an issue that at some point becomes more manageable. That's not the case for everyone. And there's this point at which it's the same inside of a partnership. Now, if you're on your own, then it can be a different situation, but it still can be even with your kids, you know, if they're helping out, you want to make sure you find the balance or if you have helpers that you're not paying, making sure that you find your boundaries together in a way that everybody feels good. But ultimately there's this feeling like why does so much out in the world say that you have to just, that self-suffering and giving is, is the ultimate reality that that's the only way I so I was reading this book or listening to this book oh let's be honest you know I was mentioning it the rewilding motherhood and uh and she mentions something that really struck me and I thought wow that is how it feels so apparently there's a piece of art pre-dating Christianity and all of that um and it's a it's pelican mom there's a there's a pelican mom and she's piercing her body and the blood from her body is feeding her baby chicks. Okay, think about that for a second. Feel that for a second if you're a feeler like me. Right? <laughs> I mean, that is how it feels sometimes that we have to give of ourselves for our children to survive. Now, that's all well and good when they're smaller. And as they get bigger, I think it's about creating new habits, creating new habits to shift your patterns or the way in which you do things. Sometimes I get out of the habit of asking Ella to help. And now it's so great to ask our kids to help, right? I know they can't do everything. And we've had podcasts about this before. But there is something so powerful in partnering and doing something, in asking them to, you know, do certain chores. We've talked about this, I think, in a previous podcast. Maybe we haven't. We can talk more about that another day. But, you know, chores and duties, or you can make it a better name to make it more interesting, you know, their participation inside the house according to their age. I... Uh, suggested in the past, even asking like what they like to do, what they feel they're good at. That's a really even better question is not just what they like to do, but what do you, what are you good at? That would be, that would be a great contribution. Um, now Ella will really step up when she sees me burned out, but I don't want that to be, I don't want it to get to that point. Right. And you don't want that either. You don't want your kids to start learning to take care of mommy. Uh, that's not really what you want to set them up for going forward. 
So how can you keep the balance? Well, I think a lot of that is, you know, what can your partner do if you have a partner at home? What can they do? So I have certain things that Mats will do. Um, and there's certain things I need him to do. <laughs> They're not always the same. Uh, and asking for some of those things. I think there's something powerful inside of every so often, uh, even just saying, honestly, I need you to do something that you don't want to do. Um, if you watch Shameless, uh, Joan, uh, my brain, my brain just went dead. Anyway, uh, Joan, what the heck is her name now? John... Mm, Cusack, Joan Cusack plays a role that's very quirky. And in there, there's one point at she, where she says, I need you to do something that you don't want to do because she's doing things that she doesn't want to do. Right. And I think that there is something, it's not that you don't want to take care of your children and your family. And there are moments when you don't want to do it and you have to, because there's no one else to do it. So there is something powerful in having them, your partner do something that is, is selfless. It's not for them. And it's not selfish of you to ask that. It is about saying it truthfully. I need you to do something that's not for you, that's not necessarily convenient for you, that's for me, that's for this household, that feels good for me. Now, I have that in the podcast. Mats is still my producer, which is why we have a lot less guest interviews coming out as quickly as we used to because he's busy. But that one piece, I'm telling you, it really helps our relationship. Uh, and that's also another podcast. <laughs> but so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because we, if, if we, this is the, the big point of this as you're moving forward and you're looking at doing other things outside of the household or from the household, depending on what your reality is with work. Uh, there was another phrase inside of that book I mentioned, uh, which was written by a millennial Christian and whatever, but that's fine. Or maybe I got that wrong, but she's, it's a Christian publisher. Uh, but there was a piece there where, let's see, how did she put it? If we believe, yeah, there's a point at which our, that we believe that our sacrifice, our constant sacrificing and sacrificing ourselves, honestly, if our sacrifice equals our worth, and at one point we, we stop sacrificing as much, or we start to move in a direction where we're not sacrificing and giving our all, giving everything, everything, everything to our family, our kids, our lives, our projects, whatever it might be that it affects our worth. How powerful is that? that sacrifice and worth might be interconnected. That might take a couple of days to ripple out. I'm still working with that, that, that idea that sacrifice and worth could be interconnected because that means it's at the moment that I'm pulling back, at the moment that you might be pulling back a bit, <laughs> that your worth starts to get pulled as well. Am I worthy? What kind of a mom am I? What kind of a human am I? So there's different points in your relationship to your family where this is coming up. One is when you're pulling away from your work and deep, diving deeper into your family. And now again, as I'm moving away, not moving away from my family, but pulling a bit away from my family to come back into more work. So there's, there's going to be different moments, right, where that's popping up. So uh, that was interesting for me. And this idea that uh, body 
you know, when the, when the whole time your body and spirit have been asking for something different than sacrifice, is that, um, is that a breaking, it's like a breaking of promises. I often use this term, I broken promise to myself, or I'm moving towards breaking a promise to myself. And there's something about that, um, that breaks something. And I think it also starts to break down in your body. And that's something that, you know, we're constantly talking about and looking at how to shift, how to find the peace between what society or family, other mothers and fathers and people around, parents around are saying, or there's this implied peace. And we see it in social media of like, oh, look at this amazing mom. She's just giving her all to that family. But at the same time, we know that there's their breakdown moments and I, I'll do anything to avoid that and help you to avoid that. And so this is one of the conversations we're moving with. We have somebody coming up in the podcast in, in the not too distant future, uh, who's talking about chronic illness and, uh, being a parent and, you know, keeping yourself inside of that basically, or how to work with that reality. And I think that's very, that's very strong because I think even without that, there's a, there's going to be some jewels in there anyway. So I wish you well and uh, definitely like this, like this. What are we on <laughs> in Facebook? I don't know what I'm saying. Definitely pass this on to somebody. If this is interesting for them, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, I wish you a beautifully and perfect day. If there's anything that you're looking for, jump down in the description and uh, you know, you'll find it. All right. Thank you for listening to our Very Imperfect Parenting Podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IPParents. You can also write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.